Hello and welcome along to the Voice Behind Our Town podcast with In Motion Theatre. My name is Cameron McGarvan and in this series of podcasts I will be speaking to people from Fergusley Park in Paisley and exploring the truth about their community. What really goes on behind the headlines we all see every single day. On today's podcast I am delighted to be joined by Helen Crangle. Now Helen was a primary school teacher. She worked in Fergusley Park for 23 years, spending 15 of those going into directly into the homes of people living in Fergusley and working with the children of primary school age across the community. Helen, I'm delighted to have you with us on the podcast. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good stuff, good stuff. It's really lovely to have you because obviously you worked in Fergusley for a long time, didn't you? I did, yes. And when was it? When was it you first started in Fergusley? It was in nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy, right? And were you? A I'm sorry. Yes, I I taught in primary from seventy to seventy eight, and then I worked in people's homes, not with primary children, with very young children, as young as two. As young as two. So. You, so you were a qualified primary school teacher. You did that yes. for a number of years. And then you got the job with the, the psychology unit, uh, going into directly into people's homes, but working with very young children. Yes. So I'm assuming because you worked in Ferguson for so many years, you've seen many changes in the community over the years. Is that, would that be right? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Can, I, can I ask a question? What... From your experience of working in Fergusy, what would you say are the strengths of the Fergusy community from your experience going into people's homes, working in the school, meeting parents, children of all ages? Um, what do you think the strengths are of the community? I felt that when I was there, there was always someone you could go to in the community. For example, if I want to take a group of mothers out for a particular reason, I would go to the flag office and Gordon Powery would give me the local bus. Uh, They did everything to try and make what you were doing a success. And I also found that once the people trusted that you were going into the house only for educational reasons, they were They showed a great deal of loyalty. I can give you a good example of that. Please do. Yeah, please do. I had HMI coming down to the school. They spoke to everyone. Then they wanted to visit a home. So I told them to come back the following day. And I asked the family that I should go to on that morning, would it be all right to bring this man? And they very kindly said it would. I assured them he would be examining me and not them. And we went down. The the child would do nothing that I wanted him to do. All he would do was look at this great big tall man sitting in his house. Uh, But we did chat with the parents and the dad went out after about a quarter of an hour and came back with a tray of coffee and biscuits. And I thought that was so kind of them to think of that in order to let the HMI person see the the, the situation between me and the parents. I thought that was really kind. 
Can I ask just just for our audience, because obviously lots of people are going to be listening to this podcast and hearing your hearing your stories, Helen. What is the HMI? Just for people that maybe don't know what the HMI is. Her Majesty's Inspector for Schools. Right. So 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 the so the, the high hegens then. Yes. Uh-huh. People they're keep, keeping you in check, Helen. <laughs> That's more frightening to teachers than GBH. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Tell me, Helen, um, you know, you, you were talking about um, people being maybe suspicious. Do you think do you think people in Ferguson think that people are examining them, you know, judging them? Yes, yes. I can give you a good example of that one as well. Please do. Uh, I was in the mum's room one morning and a girl called Jackie was telling us about uh, going to buy a new suite. She said the man in the the furniture shop was lovely. He discussed with her the size of the room, the colour scheme, uh, what kind of shape she would like for the couch. He brought out loads of swatches of material. He helped her in every way. And when she had chosen, he then chatted a wee while about her husband working in Gaige. It was so friendly. Then he said, right, can I have your name, please? And he wrote it down. Mm-hmm. And your address? That was the end of the easy payments for the suite. It was cash down or nothing. So when, and when you say the address, just to be quite specific, Helen, because I'm interested in this, was it the address when, it, when the actual Fergusy Park was mentioned? The actual it was the- when Fergusy Park, it was delightful until Ferguson Park was mentioned. And then there was no easy payment. She couldn't, she could either pay the whole amount or not buy the suite. He would rather lose the sale than give her easy payments. And that was when he gave the address. Was this in the 1970s, Helen, or was this a wee bit later on in more recent times? That would be in the 80s. In the 80s, okay. So uh-huh. about so about 30 years ago-ish. Yes. And it, so obviously this, this mum this wanted to buy this suite and, and pay the suite up, um, and then she was denied because of our Fergusly postcode. Uh-huh. I'm assuming that this is not uh, an isolated incident. Would that be fair to say? It's not an isolated incident. And when she told that, lots of other girls gave examples of what had happened to them. So it's quite common. So in you in your opinion, both as a professional and as a human being, what what effect do you think that has mentally on people for, for their health and their mental health? What do you think? It certainly can't be good for them. And it, no, it can't be. It must be awful. It must be embarrassing to know that the minute you say where you come from, that people will regard you. Uh, they don't hold you in high esteem. Of course, okay. They don't Absolutely. Expect, they don't expect things from you. And having said they don't expect things from you, I had two groups of parents in St Fergus Primary Mm-hmm. who did short courses from the Open University. They weren't going to do them. Oh, I'm not academic, you know, the kind of thing. 
But when we got these out, it was about child development. And two groups got uh, certificates. Now, they're not qualification certificates. They're course completion certificates. Mm -hmm. But it does let people see the capability they do have that they didn't think they had. Yes. Tell me, so what do you think keeps then people so, what do you think keeps people moving forward? How, how does the community keep moving forward if, if there is rejection, you know, rejection plays a, a large part of their lives? What, what keeps people going, do you think? I think a lot of it has to do with the folk who work in the community. Mm -hmm. Now, John McIntyre was there when I was there all those years ago, yes. and he's still there. People like that. And Terry McTerman, I don't know Terry McTerman well, but I think he went to Glencoats Nursery when he was a child, and I think I met him then. <laughs> well, we, you probably did, and actually we spoke on one of the other podcast episodes, we spoke to um, John McIntyre and Terry McTernan, and Terry spoke about his... Um, his time growing up in Ferguson Park and then I think he went to Paisley Grammar School um, and I mean he's got, very, he's got a very strong voice as Terry hasn't he? Yes yes. And he, you, you're right he's one of these people that is from Ferguson Park knows what it's like to live in Ferguson Park is clearly an, an intelligent driven ambitious chap and and, he, and with a strong voice. Uh-huh yeah. You, you must feel very proud when you see the children that you've taught achieving. Yes, yes. There was, um, there was a celebration of 50 years of St Fergus Primary, mm -hmm. and that was about four or five years ago. Okay. And I went to that, and I met a lot of people that I had taught with their children, uh, which was lovely. And quite a lot of them had done very well uh, and had jobs. And when I say jobs, they had good jobs, mm -hmm. you know, that people do actually succeed despite the fact that the local press are not too kind to them. Do you have, do you have a couple of examples perhaps of people that stick out in your mind to think, goodness, they've done well? I was in the doctor's surgery about three weeks ago, having blood taken. All right, okay. oh, rather you than me, I'll tell you, I hate having my blood taken. <laughs> and the phlebotomist was the girl from Fergusley that I had taught. A phlebotomist? Uh-huh, that um, she doesn't live in Fergusley anymore, but she was brought up there. Mm -hmm. And she, she recognised me because of the name. My name's quite unusual. Um, I didn't recognise her because, A, she's grown up now, and, B, she had a, a mask on. <laughs> but she, she recognised the name, and she told me that she'd been in St Fergus Primary and she had spent a year in one of my classes. So wow. that was... Uh, because, you know, people remember their primary school teachers. Yes. Sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. <laughs> I mean, but she obviously remembered you very fondly. Yes, I thought so. I thought that was really nice. 
obviously um, you're retired now, you're enjoying retirement, but what if you if you were around Ferguson, what encouragement would you give to young people in Ferguson now? What would you say to the young people now? There's so much being done for them. You know, it is a community place, far more than other housing schemes. But I actually had to leave Ferguson after 15 years in the homes because the uh, education officer who came down, he was going to bring in a team of 12 and they weren't going to work with one parent and one child like I did. So he was moving me to Barhead uh, and I wasn't going to go. And it, the EIS, the Education Institute in Scotland, mm -hmm. they told him, no, he couldn't move me. But he made life so unpleasant by constantly phoning and questioning that I got a job in Greenock in the James Watt College. Okay, Which yes, I quite as well, mm -hmm. but I would have been happier staying and finishing my time there. Um, youngsters going into Fergusley or living in Fergusley should really be encouraged to believe in themselves, no matter what outsiders think. So, talking about outsiders, specifically about the press and media, because a lot, you know. A lot of the stories we hear are driven by the press and media. Um, what do you think, you know, the families that live there now, um, and, they, you know, what, what would you do to encourage them to fight against that? Um, what, what do you think? Is there anything else they can, more they can do to fight against the media, do you think? Well, what I know of journalists, I think the best way to get them to stop the negative stuff is to constantly invite them down to see the positive. You know, if you're having something in Fergusley, some, and they do have a lot of occasions that are successful, mm. invite the press, give them a coffee, have a chat with them. I'm not saying twist their arm up the rack, but help them to see the area for what it is and not for what they have been led to believe it is. So in, with, with that in mind then, Helen, thinking about now, 2020, is a, are you able to name anything you've seen in the media or anything at all this year that's been positive about Fergusy? One, two, three things, if you can. If you, have you seen anything at all that's been positive? I'm not actually there anymore. No, no, I, no, I absolutely, I appreciate so, that. But, you know, I, uh, even reading the papers or watching the news, has been anything positive at all that you've seen? About yes, Park? yes, there's a lot of positive things going on. Um, yeah, they've no, got, they have groups like Pals of the Privies spring to mind. Okay. And they... <laughs> If you knew what the privies were like before pals of the privies worked in it, you would know what a great difference they have made. When I worked down there, I once took some mothers from Glencoats Nursery, which was in Dalskeith Avenue, into the privies to get uh, wildflowers, mm -hmm. to show them with an oasis how to do a rearrangement. And really, 
you could have broken your ankles walking in there. It was a mess. Now, these pals of the privacy, you could go in there with your children. You could have a picnic. You could meet friends in there. They have different areas. They have a remembrance area for people who mm -hmm. have died. It's beautiful. Now, th that's been in the press. And so it should be for the amount of work they did. There was also a man in the centre who did Own Your Bike, O-W-N, yes, Yes, I, I, I met him and I met one of the volunteers. Um, goodness, I can't remember her name. I've got it written down in my, in my notes, but there's, I met one of the volunteers. It's on a Friday afternoon, isn't it? Yes. And it's kind of own your bike, but it's a slightly different um, spelling of own your bike. And it's, yes. and it's to encourage young youngsters to bring their bikes along to be fixed and repaired. Is that right? Uh-huh. And it yes. gives them also a, a pride in it. And of course. And they would use it more. You know, there are too many children sitting on things like we are now um, instead of going out and getting exercise. So when they do that and they're proud of the bike, they're more likely to use it and go out on it. That's oh, a uh -huh. Absolutely. Helen, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you, I have to say. It, just, to, just to finish off, if a, five words to describe Fergusley. They can be separate words, it can be one sentence, but five words in your words, what, how would you describe Fergusley to people who hadn't been there before and are maybe listening to this podcast and think, What's Fergusy about? Give me five words, Helen, if you don't mind. Lively. Friendly. Courteous. Helpful. And loyal. Wonderful. Helen Krangle, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast with us. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining us and please do spread the word. The podcast accompanies a brand new play from Inmotion Theatre, Other Side of the River, by Lisa Nickel, which will be touring when it is safe to do so, so please do keep an eye for any information on that. This podcast has been made possible by Future Paisley, Renfrewshire Leisure and Renfrewshire Council.